But I also think it applies to my small business as well. I think especially as early entrepreneurs, you can just get caught up into the small business is your baby, if you will. You know, it's it's all of who you are. And but yeah, it's good to take a step back and say, no, it's just one part of who I am. And it's a big part right now, but there's so much more to me and more I need to prioritize in my life. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. (laughs) All right, here we go. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, and today I have a very special guest, Stephanie Philpott. She is the owner and CEO of the Eczema Sample Store, and we are going to talk about all things uh, health and beauty and being an entrepreneur and all sorts of stuff. But Stephanie, before we get into all of that, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, first and foremost, about how you kind of got into the entrepreneurial space and why you started the eczema sample store that you currently have. (laughs) I am a a pandemic entrepreneur, actually, and a very reluctant one at that. Uh, My, I started out, I have an undergrad business and I started out in the hospitality industry. So very different than skincare, yeah. what I'm doing now. Um, I, my first hotel was at the Grand Floridian at Walt Disney World. And I've um, worked, yeah, I worked in Sheratons and Marriott's and things like that all over the world. I ended up in Texas uh, running festivals and events for a nonprofit. And then March 2020 hit and yeah. hospitality shut down completely. And my industry was gone. And so for me, it was, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. And, uh, that was, that was a big struggle for months and months. I had no idea what I was going to do. And then, uh, and then this idea came along, uh, I had no dreams of being an entrepreneur, even though I love, love shark tank and things like that. Uh, but I do have an MBA. And so, I I never imagined being, being able to invent something or, create this idea that would just be that magical that I'd actually Mm. want to take the risk and jump into being an entrepreneur. But this idea came along and I just felt like I would regret not doing it. And so, so yeah, so I ended up opening the exam exam sample store. So, okay. So the eczema sample store, tell us a little bit. Well, first and foremost, I think so many of our listeners are, are, pandemic entrepreneurs, right? I I think that a lot of people came into this space because of need, right? And because of similar to you, industries either stopped or really slowed down, or they had already been starting or thinking about it. And now you've got, you know, more time on your hands. Why not? Right. So 
I love that you kind of took the jump during this time, a little bit out of have to, and a little bit out of, (laughs) you've kind of always wanted to do that right at the same time. So that's awesome. But this concept of the eczema store, the sample store is kind of a unique concept. So tell us a little bit about why this particular industry and how this idea came to you. Yes. So I have had eczema since I was only a few months old. I have three brothers who, and so one of them has it as well. So we've lived a life of uh, doctors and treatments and allergy testing and all this stuff. I, I guess for those of you who don't know, eczema is a skin condition where when I, my skin comes into contact with allergens, I itch. So most people, if they come in contact with cats or um, pollen or something, they'll sneeze. For me, I itch and it's an uncontrollable itch that is really, really challenging to deal with. A lot of people with eczema get diagnosed when they're little and they grow out of it. For me, it's something that I've had my entire life and I haven't Mm. grown out of it. So it's very expensive to live with. Uh, You have dermatologist visits, allergy testing, and then you have skincare. So my brother and I have probably spent thousands of dollars on skincare products over the years, only to throw so many of them away because they caused a flare, they burned, you know, we didn't like the texture or something like that. And so it was actually, I was looking for a sunscreen, uh, Mark, kind of summer 2020. And I thought, well, let me see if I can find some samples to try a sample first. So I didn't have to pay full price and then throw it away if it didn't work. Yeah. And I looked at websites and websites and couldn't find any where they were available to the general public. You had to be a medical professional or dermatologist to get skincare samples, which at the time didn't really make sense because no one's going to the dermatologist. It's right. you know, the middle of the pandemic, not really many offices are open, things like that. So Um, so yeah, I started researching and looking around and I ended up contacting one, uh, sunscreen company and they said they'd give me a full, full size product. And if I didn't like it, they would refund my money. But to me, that felt really wasteful because either I would ship it back to them and they would throw it away or I would throw it away. And that, that I was like, well, why can't everyone get access to samples? Uh, the National Eczema Association had a blog article where it said one of the ways to save money when you have eczema are skincare samples, but you had to go to a dermatologist. Yeah. And how many of us, there's so many in the eczema community that don't even get diagnosed through a dermatologist. They might get diagnosed through a pediatrician or a GP. Um, mm. Some people can't afford to go see dermatologists. So I really started looking into what is uh, the dermatology sample experience and saying, why is this not accessible? Yeah. And, yeah. And then, um, so that's kind of, I felt like it needed to be more accessible to all of us. If it's such this, if it's such a cost-effective way of finding skincare products, that's we right. shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have to wait around. You know, I only go see my dermatologist once a year. Yeah. And so, so yeah. And then I started looking into the the brands that were offered, my dermatologist was only giving me two or three different brands that they had partnered with for years and years and years. And yet I knew there's so many different brands on the market these days. 
Right. And I'm like, why can't we try all these brands? I want to try these new things, you know, coming from the UK and coming from Australia and all these places. And so it was very limited. And it was also limited, at least what I was getting in samples from my dermatologist over the years, it was limited in the product categories as well. So mm-hmm. when you have eczema, the first thing most people think about is moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is yeah. a big, a big component. But some of my worst flares have come from product categories like laundry detergent, like uh-huh. shampoo and hand soap. I've never received samples of those product categories from my dermatologist. Right. And so I kind of use all three of those components, you know, giving us access. So you don't have to go to dermatologist, giving you access to more brands and more product categories and put that together <laughs> to create the sample boxes and the sample experience of the eczema sample store. Well, you know, I, I love this story because so many of my clients um, at the agency and brands that I talk to start their brand or start their business for a specific need or a specific reason. Right. And sometimes it's because they can't find it in the marketplace. Sometimes it's because they can't, you know, find what they're, you know, the particular formulation they can't find a product or service that fits within it. And I I love how you then just kind of created your own thing. Right. And, and there's a bit of a sustainability, like wasteful model in there as well, that I think is really important too, because I feel like you're so spot on with the, um, ability for brands to give you a sample and then, and, or then they want to give you a full product and are happy to give you the money back, but it's so wasteful if you can't use it. So this, this concept of samples is, is really amazing. Okay. So how did you get then into the industry of doing this? Because like you said, you had to be a dermatologist, you have to be, you know, in the healthcare practice, practitioner field, whatever, how did you break into being able to offer samples then and and tell me about that experience? Yeah, it was a lot of research. Um, I was, I was looking at, there were makeup sample boxes and makeup samples. So, you know, Sephora and Ulta, that was a thing. And I was looking at these other sort of the um, Allure has one and Ipsy and a few other brands, but I couldn't use any of their products because they, you know, very few of them are fragrance free and, um, or really suited for the eczema and sensitive skin community. And so I saw that and like, there's has to be samples out there. I knew that germs were getting dermatologists were getting samples. So, so yeah, so I started reaching out to brands, um, uh, (laughs) a bit cold calling, I guess, finding as any contacts I could find on LinkedIn. Mm. Um, and then sometimes I'd find uh, phone numbers and just trying to reach out to anyone I could and pitching my story, really showing my, what I've experienced. And, and yeah, I was surprised by a number of them that they took a chance and they said yes, and, um, were able to give me some samples and yeah. So we, so that's how I started it. That's amazing. And I I think that's really a, a, there's a story of tenacity there, right. Of like picking up the phone and actually calling and talking to someone is like unheard of these days, right. We do everything so digitally and, 
and all sorts of stuff. So actually like pitching your story and telling your story and kind of boots on the ground, sort of grassroots sort of approach to things. And I think your story is so relatable to so many different people before the interview, you and I had had conversations about my own health issues Mm -hmm. with allergies and how challenging it can be to find skincare, any types of products. I don't have eczema, but I have other allergies that are really bad and everything's made with almond oil or, you know, some sort of nut thing or whatever. And it, there's a big, big need out in Mm -hmm. this this health and beauty space of that. So fulfilling the need and then having brands actually say yes is amazing. Right. So now you've got all of these brands, right. That have said, yes, you've got all of these different samples and you can, we'll, we'll drop the link to her website in the show notes so that you can go check it out for sure, because she's got tons and tons and tons and tons of samples, but tell me how this works. So like logistically, if I'm a customer, Cause I want to hear both sides of this. So as a customer, I go to your website and how do I go about doing this? Like what's the logistic process of this? So I basically curate uh, seasonal boxes. So at the beginning of each season, I will ship a box of about 10 to 15 items for someone to sample. So in the spring box will come out in mid-March and the summer box comes out in mid-June. And you can either be a subscriber as an annual subscriber or seasonal subscriber, or you can purchase it as an individual box. For example, you know, if you're, you really struggle with your skin during the summer and just want the summer box, or you want to give it as a gift, you can Mm. do that as well. So that's the primary focus of the sample store are the seasonal boxes. Got it. And so that is also a really cool concept too, because it's very appropriate for where you're at, you know, seasonality wise and things like that. Um, okay. So then on the back side of this, everybody always wants to know behind the scenes, how do things <laughs> actually work? So do you get all of these samples? Do you have them like sitting in your house and you like packaging them all up yourself or how logistically, how are you doing all of this? Cause that's a lot of little bottles. Of, it is. And bigger too. So that is, it is a lot of inventory. I don't, I underestimated that when I first started, when I first launched, I had one company ship me a pallet. I want to say it was about 700 pounds worth of products. (laughs) And, um, this big semi pulled up into, you know, our neighborhood and I'm sure the neighbors were going, what on earth? And Yeah. So it, it was a lot at first, but I've pared it down, uh, to make it a bit more efficient. So yeah, it's been interesting to, one of the challenging things when I first started was realizing the definition of the word sample is Mm. very different for customers, but also for brands. So some brands see samples as sachets, the very Uh. little one-off packets. Some see them as, you know, maybe like a small sample, what I would think a sample size. Some see them as travel size. Yeah. And then some brands, I've been surprised by the number of brands that don't offer samples, but um, we'll, I'll end up wholesaling or they'll give me full size products. Interesting. So, so yeah. yeah. So I've actually had to change my content around the idea of, it's about giving you the opportunity to sample an item or a product versus yeah. sample size. Cause people, cause it kind of, um, yeah, it's different. Yeah. yeah. By and definition, just, there isn't a one size fits all of what we would think. 
Exactly. So with, if it's really small, if it's a sachet, I try to give um, a couple in the box. Yeah. So yeah. you do get several to try, but yeah, it's been, that's been an interesting challenge to learn how brands perceive it. And yeah. that, and I have been surprised because there are, you know, so far I've featured, I want to say about 60 brands mm-hmm. and for those 60, there's probably another 20 or 30 that I haven't been able to put in the box because they don't have samples. Isn't that crazy? That seems crazy to me that (laughs) most brands wouldn't have like a sample size of something. But I suppose if you think about from a distribution perspective and from a manufacturing perspective, from a bigger brand perspective, or maybe even smaller, medium brand perspective, it's probably not as efficient. You probably don't sell sample sizes. And if you don't have reps or you don't have people that are, you know, I mean, I could guess I could kind of see it, but it does seem like gee, what? You don't have a sample? That sounds weird. So I guess I would love to, yeah, promote samples as a marketing strategy. Yeah. I really think that that's something that I'm hoping to do, but in a way there's because of, I think pork fees, but also customer service. So many companies are giving people full size. If they don't like it, they can get their money back, Yeah, but that's wasteful for a brand. Wouldn't you rather just give them a sample that saves you money? I think so. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm hoping as we scale, we'll be able to help more brands go into samples. So that's really an interesting, um, yeah, that whole conversation about, you know, the sustainability part of that and then the cost piece of it too. And I think as an e-commerce brand, and we work a lot with health and beauty brands, we, that's our, our primary niche is in that health, mm-hmm. beauty, health, wellness, health, beauty space. Um, you know, I do like the Epsi, you know, samples and I do different <laughs> things like that, of course, cause I'm a girly girl and love my, my makeup and what have you, but it's always a surprise to me that, um, that like facial care and skincare and things like that, you don't see as many samples of those types mm-hmm. of things or shampoo. You're right. And when was the last time you got a sample size of a detergent? I can't even tell you when <laughs> I got a detergent in a sample size. I mean, you get the travel size for sure. Yeah, right. that I can see, but you know, so that's really interesting. And I'm sure then the concept of what you've put together helps, you know, the, the sensitive skin eczema community with understanding if it works, if it doesn't now, do they then come back to you and purchase, or do they go, like, if I wanted full size, do I purchase back through your store or do I then go to the brand or how are you making money, I guess, off of this piece of it so that we can just kind of understand your model. Oh, okay. So I do charge for the boxes and, yeah. um, and all of that, the experience I want, once they find the sample product they love. So I'm not, there's about 10 to 15 items in each box and I'm not expecting them to love every everyone. Item. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that's the point of them being able to try several at once to see what their skin loves. That's the whole mission. And once they do, I want them to really, I point them to the brand because Mm -hmm. I want them to develop a relationship with that brand. They're going to end up purchasing once, when, when you have eczema, once you find that product, that hero product that your skin loves, you will purchase it time and time and time time again, again. you'll become loyal. (laughs) Exactly. And then they really, I want them to, you know, know, get to know that brand, develop that relationship with that brand. And so that's what I try to do is got it. 
point them to there. So, okay. So let's talk a little bit about some of the lessons learned in this entrepreneur journey, because you're still relatively new in your journey, right? As you've done this. And, you know, we all wouldn't be truthful if we didn't say we have had missteps in our business, right? Or that we've learned things along the way or failed forward or however you want to say it, right? But coming from a background similar to mine, where, you know, it was in more the retail space, corporate space, um, you know, we both have MBAs, we've both learned kind of traditional business sort of modeling (laughs) and things like that. And I think all of that goes out the window when you become an entrepreneur, like you think maybe it's going to be that way, but it's nothing, it's nothing like that at all. Right. (laughs) Nothing at all, at least for me, not anything like what I thought it was going to be. So what are some things that you have learned lessons learned in your journey thus far that maybe you can share with our audience that are things like, if I was going to do this over again, I would have done X differently or something along those lines or any maybe tips or tricks that people could take from your experience so that maybe they don't make the same mistakes or the same <laughs> fail forwards that maybe yeah. you have. Yeah. I think it's been interesting being an entrepreneur because I feel like I've learned almost as much, if not more in the last two years than I did in my entire MBA. <laughs> totally. I agree. Um, I agree. It's just, and it's fun. I kind of enjoy that. Um, but okay, so one would be all about influencers. Mm. When I, so I am in the eczema community, but I'm also a subscription box owner and subscription yeah. boxes are almost their own little community in itself. Yep. So there were a number of people that I talked to that had subscription boxes and they say, okay, you have to get YouTube unboxers, send your boxes to YouTube unboxers. And so I found a few and I did that. Many of them have their address on their YouTube pages and they'll say, Hey, send us, send me a box. I'll review it. Yeah. And I did that without any sort of like looking really into who they were. And that was, that was a big lesson for me. Um, some didn't even review my box for whatever reason, you know, I got ghosted if you will. Um, and then another was she did a review and it was very honest. And it wasn't that she didn't like the box. It was that she didn't understand it because she admitted that she didn't have eczema or sensitive skin. She didn't have any children with it. So she didn't understand the value of my box and what went into it. So she unboxed it and then she ended up advertising as a giveaway. I ended up getting a few subscribers from her. So some of her, that's okay. Right. Our viewers were are my subscribers now, but yeah, it was a big lesson of, I need to be more selective and especially yeah. reminding me that I am in this niche. Not everyone has eczema or knows what's, or has sensitive skin or knows this. I need to be much more selective in who I'm using as influencers. So Well, I think that's a great lesson. And I always have talked about, if you listen to any of my podcasts or audits or anything, I always have this sort of phrase of, you know, when you speak to everyone, you speak to no one sort of mentality. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot to be said about making sure that your influencers are just as much in the space that you are in, just because they're a fantastic influencer doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work. 
if yeah. they aren't in your niche or they're not speaking directly to the people that you're trying to speak to. And I think that many of us have used influencers or marketing agencies or other things where maybe they promised a lot of stuff or you thought that was the right way to go and end up finding out that it doesn't fit your niche or your yep. <laughs> brand message or whatever as much. Okay. That's a great one. So what about things that, you know, took you by surprise, pleasantly by surprise things that you have learned in a positive way that have sort of exceeded your expectations of being an entrepreneur? What does that sort of, you know, look like from your perspective, having now gone through this, what is it almost two years, right? And starting your second third year now, what, what are some things that you're like, gosh, I'm really proud of this, or this was really amazing. I, I didn't anticipate this would be part of the journey. Um, definitely the eczema community. I think for me huh. connecting with, uh, fellow entrepreneurs in the eczema community and just hearing the positive responses, you know, for me, having lived a life with eczema, knowing how challenging it is to live with and then to find products for, it is so encouraging. And to hear someone say, oh my gosh, you know, I found this great product from your box and this is really changing my life and all this stuff yeah. that, that has been so rewarding. So, sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, what do you think, um, has been kind of the most important lesson that you've learned so far up to this point? I mean, what is, what is like your one big takeaway of business lessons or life lessons that you <laughs> you've learned on your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I think this probably would go to my eczema sort of, uh, personal statement of, and I call my blog, the eczema element. And, um, it actually kind of goes into the look of my logo, which has the elemental table into it, um, yeah. that eczema is only one element of who I am. Yeah. And at times it can seem so consuming when you have a chronic condition or when you're really struggling with something, it can seem like it's everything it's controlling you. And, you know, um, it's all of who you are, but yet yeah. it's good to take a step back and say, no, it's only just one part. I am so much more than my eczema, but I also think it applies to my small business as well. I think it, especially as early entrepreneurs, you can just get caught up into the small business is your baby, if you will, you know, it's, yeah. it's all of who you are. And, but yet it's good to take a step back and say, no, it's just one part of who I am. And it's a big part right now but there's so much more to me and more I need to prioritize in my life. So, yeah, that's a great lesson. And I think one that, um, so many of us, I, I think still struggle to learn a little bit about the all consuming piece of, of your business and how things can kind of constantly be overwhelming and take on a life of themselves as entrepreneurs. And I think that's a great lesson and, and something we should all keep in mind. So let's talk a little bit now, as we kind of wrap up some of our conversation, what does the future look like for the eczema sample store? What do you see happening with your business? Maybe even next year, and then maybe two to five years from now, what's your vision for it? What do you see happening with it? Where would you like it to be? Uh, definitely, uh, with, you know, uh, embracing more of the eczema community, getting out there to more, uh, more, there's 30 million people with eczema in the U S wow. 
Wow. And yeah, so it's a huge um, niche, if you will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sharing the samples with as many as we can. I really want to do a buy a box, give a box program mm. where, whether, I'm not sure if that would be all the boxes or just kind of one-off things, but where um, I can give samples to eczema warriors in low-income communities. That's yeah. really, really on my heart because so many people, it's such a, uh, an expensive condition to yeah. live with. And yeah. if you can't afford even a dermatologist, um, then it's going to be a struggle to find the skincare products you need. Sure. It's, it's very expensive. So that's something that I really want to do at some point in the next few years. And then I'm also looking international. So I've uh, done a trial box in the UK over the winter. Uh, the UK has a huge eczema community and I'm also a dual citizen in Australia. So I would love to take it over there as well in the next probably five years. So we'll see. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that, yeah, there, there's skies of the limit on this one, right? Because <laughs> there is unfortunately, how fortunately or unfortunately a, an eczema community across the globe, right? And mm -hmm. the resources, depending on where you live are so much different and, uh, what you can get access to and what you can't get access to. A lot of it is based on healthcare, right. And, and the way that the healthcare community is set up and things like that. So I think it would be really interesting to see how it's accepted and embraced in countries like the UK and Australia, where, you know, the whole healthcare system is a little bit different in that, you know, how it's perceived and what access and, and information you can get a hold of. So that's amazing. Well, any last thoughts or tips as you, as we wrap up this, and as you kind of give, um, your final thoughts, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I think one of my biggest things so as I said, I was a very reluctant entrepreneur mm -hmm. and one of my kind of life mottos is well, when I was making the decision was, will I regret not doing it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, actually what I did when I was moving to Australia. Will I regret not going over and you yeah. know, getting my studies, my MBA there. Yeah. And so that's what ultimately I realized when starting my, the eczema sample store that I would definitely looked at it and said, I will regret not at least giving it a go for a year and yeah. you know trying it. So, yeah. so yeah, that's amazing. Yep. So take the plunge. Those of you who are on the fence thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, no time like the present. Right. And I <laughs> love that sort of motto of, you know, if, if, will you regret not doing it? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Now, if people want to go check you out, let's tell them we'll drop all these in the show notes, but where can they find the eczema sample store? And then where can they find you on social media? Yeah. So eczema sample store.com is our website where you can subscribe or order a box. And there's a special code for listeners. Uh, digital Dawn is uh, $10 off. Yeah, off your first order. So you can try some samples um, that way. And then also follow us on Instagram at eczemasamplestore.com or eczemasamplestore. Yep. Got it. Got it. Well, um, Stephanie, thank you so much. 
for being here today. Stephanie sent me a sample box as a, a gift. And I have to tell you, it is a robust box, right? There's lots of really good things in there. Definitely worth the investment, definitely worth trying and go give them a shot. Particularly, it doesn't, in my opinion, even matter if you have eczema or sensitive skin, it's just great to be able to try some things sometimes mm-hmm. and see what they're all about. But if you do have sensitive skin, allergies, eczema, this is the place to go to get all of your samples before you buy sort of thing. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for being here today. Appreciate it. This was a great, amazing talk and good luck to you in your future endeavors. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.